Hello, this is Cherry Agarwal from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, May 2nd and the big news is Jaishe Mohammed chief Masood Azhar is finally on the United Nations sanction list. This means that Azhar has been designated a global terrorist. This comes after several attempts made by the Indian envoy and several vetoes by China. The Jaishe Mohammed of which Azhar is the chief killed 40 Central Reserve Police Force personnel in a suicide attack in Jammu and Kashmir's Pulwama district on February 14th. The next day, a day after the Pulwama attack, China had refused to back India's appeal at the United Nations to designate Azhar as a global terrorist. Earlier too, China had blocked attempts to list him as a global terrorist. India had made the first effort to designate Azhar a terrorist in 2009. In 2016 and 17 as well, China had prevented the UN Security Council's Islamic State and Al-Qaeda Sanctions Committee from sanctioning Azhar. Prime Minister Narendra Modi has termed Azhar's designation as global terrorist as a big victory in the fight against terrorism. Meanwhile, the Ministry of External Affairs said it was a step in the right direction, quote, to demonstrate the international community's resolve to fight against terrorism and its enablers, unquote. A special Central Bureau of Investigation court has discharged former Gujarat police officers DG Vanzara and NK Amin for their alleged role in the Ishrat Jahan fake encounter case. On April 30th, the court had reserved its verdict on applications filed by the duo who had sought that proceedings against them be dropped. In 2004, Ishrat Jahan and three others were killed on the outskirts of Ahmedabad by the Ahmedabad City Detection of Crime branch. This branch was then led by DG Vanzara. At the time of the incident, Amin was a superintendent of police working under Vanzara. The team had then claimed that the four were operatives of the Lashkar-e-Taiba and were out to kill the then Chief Minister of Gujarat, Narendra Modi. However, a special investigation team set up by the High Court had found that the encounter was fake. After this, the case was transferred to the Central Bureau of Investigation. The main argument put forth by Vanzara and Amin was that there was no abduction of the deceased and that the encounter was a genuine one and part of their official duty. Vanzara had told the court that he should be let go as the CBI charge sheet was concocted and politically motivated. On the other hand, Amin had accused the investigating agency of not following proper legal procedure in certain aspects of the case. The court dropped the proceedings as the Central Bureau of Investigation did not get the Gujarat government's sanction to prosecute the officers. The state government had refused to grant sanctions, saying that the police officers did their official duty. A massive operation has been launched in Odisha today. This is to evacuate over 8 lakh people from low-lying coastal areas as Cyclone Fanny is moving closer to the eastern coast. This is reportedly the largest evacuation operation in the country. Cyclone Fanny has been classified as an extremely severe cyclonic storm and is likely to cross Odessa coast between Gopalpur and Chandbali tomorrow afternoon. Special Relief Commissioner BP Sethi said people from low-lying and vulnerable areas of coastal districts are being shifted to around 880 cyclone centers, schools and college buildings. Sethi said The evacuation exercise will be completed by this evening. The cyclone is likely to have an impact on 14 districts in Odisha, parts of Andhra Pradesh, Tamil Nadu and West Bengal. According to NDTV, all schools and colleges in the state will be closed for the next 3 days. 
The Supreme Court has asked the Election Commission to rule on all complaints of violation of the Model Code of Conduct against Prime Minister Narendra Modi and Bharatiya Janata Party Chief Amit Shah before May 6th. The bench comprising Chief Justice of India Ranjan Gogoi and Justices Deepak Gupta and Sanjeev Khanna was hearing a petition filed by the Congress Party. The party has accused the poll panel of inaction against Modi and Shah for violating the MCC or the Model Code of Conduct. As of now, there are 11 complaints against Modi and Shah. During today's hearing, the Election Commission told the Supreme Court that it had already decided on two of the complaints. In both the complaints, the poll panel has cleared Modi. The first complaint is related to Modi's appeal to first-time voters to dedicate their votes to security personnel killed in the Pulwama attack. The second one was in reference to a rally in Maharashtra's Vardha district made on April 1st. At the rally, the Prime Minister had claimed that Congress President Rahul Gandhi had been forced to contest the election from Vayanar in Kerala because of its sizable Muslim population. The petition that the top court is hearing was filed by All India Mahila Congress President and Parliamentarian Sushmita Dev. She had sought expeditious action against the poll panel. She had alleged that Modi and Shah had indulged in hate speech and had repeatedly used the armed forces for political propaganda. Now, let's move from the heated political climate to the cool climes of Nepal. The Nepal army has dismissed the Indian army's claim that it had discovered the footprints of Yeti, the abominable snowman. This mythical beast is believed to be taller than the average human and is said to resemble an ape. However, scientists have long expressed their skepticism about its existence. On April 29th, the Indian army had tweeted pictures of mysterious footprints. They had said that the footprints were found by a mountaineering expedition team close to the Makalu base camp near Nepal-Tibet border on April 9th. According to the Hindustan Times, local reporters who accompanied the Indian Army, locals in the area and the Nepal Army liaison officer have dismissed the Indian Army's claim. They have stated that such kind of footprints as the ones shown in the pictures tweeted out by the Indian Army frequently appear in that area. They have also stated that these footprints were of a wild bear. Nepal Army spokesperson Brigadier General Bigyan Dev Pandey told HT, quote, "A team of the Indian Army had noticed the footprints and our liaison team was together with them. We tried to ascertain the fact, but locals and porters claim that it is the footprints of a wild bear that frequently appear in that area." unquote. News Laundry would also like to send reporters to the ground and bring you facts and evidence but this would not be possible without your support. Do consider subscribing to News Laundry. You can do this by visiting newslaundry.com/subscription. While you're there, I'd recommend that you check out some of the reports our correspondents have been doing. One such report was done by Kanchan Srivastava. Yesterday, the Election Commission had rejected the nomination of Samajwadi Party's Varanasi candidate and ex-Border Security Force Jawan Tej Bahadur Yadav. The nomination was cancelled by the returning officer on the grounds that a sacked government employee could not contest elections for at least five years, unless a no-objection certificate or an NOC is submitted. The NOC must clarify that the person was not dismissed for corruption or disloyalty. Now there seems to be a discrepancy as to when the NOC was submitted by Yadav. Our correspondent Kanchan Srivastav spoke to Varanasi's district magistrate and returning officer. What did he say? For this, you must go to newslaundry.com and read our report. While you are at it, you can also check out our podcasts, comics, and quizzes. 
We also had our very own Ayush Tiwari file a report from Bhopal. Ayush was in Bhopal last week getting a sense of people's view of their representatives. According to Ayush, terror accused Sadhvi Pragya is mostly seen as an eccentric upstart. But Digvijay Singh might not be a match for the BJP and Hindutva. Ayush's story is detailed. You can even smell the biryani and feel the heat. I must point out all the stakes, time, effort and resources. Do consider subscribing to newslaundry.com because if you don't news will die. Your contribution will help us send more reporters to bring you more insights from the ground. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please.